Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 22nd of August, 2023 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hearty highs go out to our fellow Hong Kongers, both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. September is creeping up and our next show is as well. If you have a story, pitch it for the September live show. Workshops can be found by following the links on the website hongkongstories.com. The theme in September is Piece of Cake and the show will be at the Fringe Club on Thursday the 21st. Along with the free workshops, which are also available through links on the website hongkongstories.com, there is a paid intensive workshop on 23rd September. Sign up at the link on the website too. Websites are so handy, aren't they? Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with a story told live on stage in February 2022, in a show that had the theme Lost in Translation, here is Stephanie. It's mid-autumn festival, but I'm not at home. I'm not eating with my family or lighting candles on the beach or cutting a mooncake into eighths. Instead, I'm on a boat with the engine cut, adrift in the choppy waves. Tsingma Bridge is out in the distance, and in front of me is a man standing on the side of the boat as if he's about to jump off. With one hand, he's holding the rail behind him, and with the other, he's got a large statue of an elephant-headed Hindu god. He lowers it carefully into the water, where it sinks quickly and disappears. Everyone on the boat bursts into cheers, and as we make our way back to the pier at Chim Sa Choi, there's a feeling in my chest that I can't quite place, something like a rapid hummingbird flutter a cross between a sense of wonder and a sense of coming home. So how did I end up celebrating Ganesh Chaturthi with Hindus? For years, I'd felt like I was growing further and further away from my Chinese Baptist roots. I had grown up in a home that saw the Christian God as a supernatural wish granter, but only if you were good. So do your homework and you'll be blessed. Don't disobey or God will punish you. We were weak, small creatures, easily misled, not capable of good, and that's why we needed a God to depend on. Now, as I got older, this frame of faith that I had built for myself just didn't seem to fit anymore. It felt old-fashioned and narrow, too black and white, and yet entirely disposing of faith as a category felt like it would leave a hole within me that would be too big to close. And so... I decided to seek through different faiths. I wanted chaos. I wanted to blow up all the conceptions I had of God, gods, and religion. I threw all of myself into it. I decided to visit different places of worship in search of questions. Is God the Holy Trinity, or is God the one God Ahura Mazda, or are there hundreds of gods? How are we to live? Do we abide by the five pillars or the three ways of being? What codes and scriptures and statements were we to follow? Were we supposed to suspend our sense of reason or intellectual capacities in order to commune with the God? My search first took me to Amar Mosque in Wan Chai. 
I sat outside the door of the hall and listened to the call to prayer crackling through the speakers. I watched children copying their parents as they stood in rows facing Mecca with their palms open, and it brought me right back to my childhood church, sitting in the pews with my dad, not quite understanding how he knew when to sit or to stand, but sensing that I had to be on my best behavior. Now I had decided to chronicle my journey through a radio program with RTHK, and so I sought out conversations with believers. To some, I chatted with over halal dim sum in between mouthfuls of pork-free siumai, with others in my recording studio. And while I could easily see myself in the interviewees who called themselves born Muslims, who were looking for different ways to reconnect with their roots, I found myself most drawn to a recent convert, a Frenchman who had grown up with the Buddhism of his Chinese parents in Paris. He had lived in Hong Kong for several years and was taken aback by what he saw as the rampant consumerism and materialism of the city. So here was this person with no previous connection to Islam who first listened to the stirrings of his own values and found that this faith could feed his hunger for a different way of living, one that was less about immediate pleasures and more about meaning. I had never seen that before, never seen how coherently a person's faith and purpose and politics could come together. So if it wasn't just about doctrine or rules, then that birthed a new question. How does having faith make a person act differently in the outside world? I took that question with me on my next visits. I showed it to a portrait of a Tang Dynasty scholar in a Taoist temple and watched as a man downloaded answers from the divine as he traced symbols in a small sandpit. I talked to a Zoroastrian priest in Causeway Bay, standing next to a flame that had been burning since the day the temple opened. And yet, the question persisted. Then one evening, I found myself at a Baha'i gathering. We were in a warm, cozy living room, sitting in a circle. There was so much of this faith that I found immediately appealing. The way that it uh, welcomed science alongside religion, how it professed equality amongst all genders, how how the meetings were open to people of different religious backgrounds who could bring in prayers from their own faiths. It was so easy to slip into, and that coherence of faith and purpose that I had first glimpsed in the French Muslim was so obvious in the people that I met here, the Baha'i lawyer, the Baha'i anthropologist, all of them placing themselves on what they saw as this inevitable journey towards a world that was more just and more peaceful than anything anyone had ever imagined. In the recording studio... I sat with my Baha'i friend and I asked her how she thought this was even possible. And she paused and said, every human being is a mirror reflecting God's light. And all of these different virtues are reflections of the qualities of God. I had been focusing so much attention on the outer manifestations of ritual and belief running from one sacred space to another that I hadn't looked at what was happening within people. I was first preoccupied with doctrine and then distracted by all the activity when actually the biggest shift, what made the biggest difference in how people lived, was how they saw themselves. 
not as holier than thou, not as superior, but as capable of good. And what a difference that makes when you don't see yourself as constantly falling short, constantly grasping for a sliver of the divine outside of you, when you actually see it dwelling within. Near the end of my visits, I found myself standing on the balcony of a synagogue and watched as people whipped the ground with willow boughs. The air whistled through the leaves um, as they brought the branches down with a crack. This was to commemorate Sukkot, or the Feast of Booths, and it recalled the days when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness and were living in these temporary huts or booths known as Sukkot. After the service, the rabbi was musing on why people continue to come back to the synagogue. Perhaps, he said, they get a taste of their own soul, and there's nothing more delicious or satisfying than tasting the divine within oneself, of one's essence. I think back to myself on that boat, giddy with the excitement of seeing something new. Ganesh, that elephant-headed god who was being celebrated that evening, is the remover of obstacles. I was the obstacle all along. This experience softened me, made my questions less sharp and more tender, and now I carry them with me wherever I go. And now when I walk past a temple or a church or a place of worship, if I have the time, I stop a while, I sit, and I gather up all of my unanswered questions in my hands, and I remember that there is good in the world, that I am good, and that there's God or gods or faith within me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.